Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans. Straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys. And uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD. And so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report. It is Thursday, and greetings today from Bossier City, Louisiana, as the New Orleans Pelicans are preparing for their final preseason game tonight as they take on the Dallas Mavericks here in the Shreveport, Bossier City area. I'm Sean Kelly with the basketball team. Daniel Sallerson is manning the controls back in Studio B in New Orleans, and you're on board, and we thank you for that as we are ready to launch the uh, podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans, and Thursdays are always one of our favorite days of the week because uh, that means visit with the voices on Thursday regarding the uh, Saints game. And, of course, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, will join us today. And we're very pleased to have the voice of the Packers, one of the best in the NFL, Wayne Larravee, on the show today. So between those two gentlemen, we're going to get a huge chunk of information and perspective regarding Sunday night's primetime matchup between the Saints and the Packers. On the Pelican side, young Patrick Young will be amongst many getting a chance to play probably significant minutes tonight for the Pelicans in their final preseason tilt. It remains to be seen whether or not Monty Williams will use his regulars, if at all, tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. Perhaps one last little tune-up, but uh, we think that the bulk of the play tonight will be by those guys further down on the depth chart and on the roster, and uh, maybe some of those guys playing very hard tonight looking for an NBA life, whether it be with the Pelicans or the Mavericks or some other team that may see them on film. So we want to gain the perspective of one of those guys that I wouldn't say is on the outside looking in, but certainly is further down and may get more of a chance tonight than he has in the prior six preseason games, and Patrick Young certainly fits that mold. We'll ask him about his October and what he hopes to accomplish tonight in preseason game number seven for the Pels. That broadcast tonight is yours, by the way on the Pelicans radio network starting at 7 Central, and uh, they expect a crowd between eight and 10,000 here tonight for that preseason game. So a good time here uh, up in the north end of the state and uh, hopefully a good time on today's Black and Blue Report. Really, that's a great show for you, and so I don't want to waste a whole lot of time. I want to get right to Henderson, Larravee, and, of course, Patrick Young, too. And we'll start it off with the voice of the Saints here in just a moment on the Black and Blue Report. 
Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. Don't miss Blue Man Group. The theatrical sensation is coming to you, and your chance to see it is right now. Blue Man Group, experience the phenomenon. Coming to Beau Rivage, October 31st to November 2nd. Get tickets at BeauRivage.com. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. It is Thursday. That means visit with the voices and still to come, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, Wayne Larravee, will be joining us. But, of course, first up and first in our hearts, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, who, uh, of course, joins us from the secret, undisclosed location, the bunker that we know, the game prep bunker, in preparation for Sunday night's game against the Packers. Hello, Jim. Good morning, Sean. How are you, my friend? Doing wonderful. Greetings from Bossier City, where it's overcast and kind of gloomy outside. I hope your day is nice in New Orleans. It is absolutely gorgeous here. It's cool, actually almost chilly, bright sunshine, low humidity. We live for October uh, here in New Orleans, and this has been everything it usually is expected to be. Yes, the sweet reward is here. There's no doubt about that. Uh, this weekend's game is interesting. Not often is Drew Brees perhaps upstaged by a fellow quarterback in his own building, but a dynamic matchup between Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers is where I'd like to start our conversation today, Jim. Well, it's just amazing what Aaron Rodgers is doing. He's every bit in the conversation for uh, NFL MVP as well. He should be. I mean, you got DeMarco Murray, you got J.J. Watt, you have got Peyton Manning, but it would be hard to argue against what Aaron Rodgers has meant to this club. I mean, you just can't play the position any better than he's playing it over the last four weeks. And this after he told a fan base to relax and he backed it all up. They're on a roll. And meanwhile, the Saints at 2-4, and four, Jim, seemingly this week have been uh, singing the uh, positive song right now. And I'm curious as to what your reaction to Sean Payton and Drew Brees' comments were earlier this week. Well, they usually spin things positively, and I think the theme that I'll have this week is I don't understand how in the world the Saints are favored in this game except for their dominance on prime time on Sunday night, their dominance in the Dome, and their dominance under Sean Payton when he's the coach on the sideline. But you just compare the talent on these two teams and the way they're playing right now, for the Saints to be favored in this game I think speaks uh, volumes about what the oddsmakers think about the Saints' home field advantage in prime time. The Packers should full well know that, too. I think their last visit didn't go so well, did it? No, that was a tremendous blowout, and uh, that was that was a real surprise. Saints played extremely well then. But, you know, so much of, I think, what the oddsmakers are basing it on is the Saints' uh, dominance in prime time with teams of, of years past. And you look at this team now, the way that it's playing defensively, uh, the injuries they've got on offense, it remains to be seen uh, what Jimmy Graham can contribute to this team. doesn't look like Pierre Thomas will play. He might have a problem at center with Jonathan Goodwin. So the offense is really banged up, and the Packers, for the most part, after some early season injuries, are pretty much at full health. So um, 
this is not the team that the Saints took into recent games against the Packers, and this is not the Packer team they saw back then. So what, uh, you know, based on what you're saying there, is there anything that gives you hope or a good feeling about Sunday night's game in regards to the Saints? Just what they've done in the past in this, uh, in this setting. Sunday night, um, prime time in the Dome. They've got a 13-game winning streak in prime time with an average margin of victory of 20 points per game to the Saints. They've got a 10-game winning streak at home. Peyton's won 19 straight at home. But, you know, <laughs> you know who has the best record in the NFL on Sunday night all time? The Green Bay Packers. Interesting. They've All won their stories. last two road games. They've won 10 straight in October, 16 of 17 in the month. So um, I'm hopeful. But, uh, you know, one other thing I was looking at, too, Sean, everybody focuses on Drew Brees' uh, interceptions. And, yes, he's thrown some inopportune ones as recently as the fourth quarter against the Lions last week. But he's throwing interceptions at about the same rate as he always did. The Saints are scoring at the same average that they did a year ago. The difference is the defense. The defense is allowing nine points more per game uh, than they did a year ago. If the Saints' defense of last year were this year's defense, the Saints would be 5-1. and one. That, See, I'm glad you did that because I, I think in my conversations with a lot of folks and even with myself, which is a whole other show, um, you try and put your finger on this deal. And, and it seems like it all boils down to what you just said, Jim. Yeah, they, they, they can't take the ball away. They have got a huge problem in the secondary on the corner opposite uh, Keenan Lewis. And now they've got injuries again at, at the safety position, um, with Juris Bird being out and Raphael Bush having to play. Uh, they still haven't solved anything on the other corner opposite Keenan Lewis. And, um, I mean, you've got a a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers who's thrown 18 touchdowns and one interception. He's thrown one interception uh, the entire season. He's got this incredible streak going uh, of not throwing interceptions. And he's been a great quarterback on Sunday night as well. In 10 career Sunday night regular season starts, he's thrown 22 touchdowns and just three interceptions. So, um, but the problem, everybody wants to focus on Drew, and yes, he's, He's thrown some bad interceptions, but for the most part, uh, he's doing what he usually does, and the Saints offense, despite some injuries, is doing what it usually does. The difference is on the defense, and this is not last year's defense, and uh, that's been the the team's major problem. All right, well then, let's work under the theory here that the Saints defense can't stop Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So then it would come down to, can the Packers find any way to then slow down Drew Brees and what has been his normal output are we heading for a shootout on sunday night well i think a shootout would certainly benefit the saints i don't know if they can generate that that amount of points um you know they the the packers have 16 sacks that's uh that's up there they had three of cam newton last week when they just charged out of the gate and killed that football team uh they've got 10 interceptions that number that's number two in the nfl so um they've got a they've got a a defensive coordinator in Tom Capers who always seems to bring on a new wrinkle, and he's added a couple this year. Uh, they're strong on each corner. Um, they're pretty deep on the defensive line. They've got standouts at almost every level. Uh, if I sound uh, less than optimistic, it's because I am, but I, these odds makers usually know something, and if they're going to give the Saints a one-and-a-half point edge, that's, um, that's something to, to look at very, very closely because they usually do know what they're doing. What's your angle on the head coaches, Jim? My angle on what? The head coaches, Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy. 
Well, I know Mike pretty well. He was the offensive coordinator and Jim Hazlitt, and he was really a straight shooter, a really good guy to be around. Uh, he's a very personable, hardworking guy. You know, 13 years he was an NFL assistant before he got his first shot. He was with the Saints from 2000 to 2004. Just a really solid person and a really solid coach with a great organization. You know, they've done a terrific job, too. I know we're getting away a little bit from talking about Sean Payton, but they've done a really terrific job uh, through the draft and free agency. They've got seven uh, of their draft choices from last year on the active roster. And uh, the Saints, I think, may have two. I'd have to go back and and I guess they've got three. The Saints probably have three on the active roster, maybe four at the most. But they've done a great job in the sixth and seventh round and a great job in free agency. So it's a very solid organization from top to bottom. As far as Sean Payton goes, um, I, th I think he's a bit frustrated. I think he's having a hard time putting his finger on what's wrong with this football team. Somebody was mentioning to me as we remarked in our uh, webcast, our web chat with Sean uh, Fazan at Fox 8, uh, we talked about how last week's game against the Lions kind of remember reminded you of the, the loss to the Patriots when the Saints had it so well in control, fans in the home stadium were leaving, and then you give it away in the last minute, minute and a half of the game, and how sickening that feeling was. And we mentioned he almost felt in the locker room later like it was the New England game. <clears throat> and as this person pointed out, he doesn't think the Saints have truly been the same team since that New England game. That They've lost a bit of confidence that they can do things in the final minutes that they can dominate through, you know, through three quarters and find a way to give it away. And right now that's been the, that's been the modus operandi of this team. The voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, Jim, let me ask you this to end things up. Um, will you use the dubious phrase, must win, on Sunday in your broadcast? No. Mm -mm. Uh, no. Uh, just because I think there are a lot more games to be won than this one. I don't think the season totally turns around with a victory or a defeat in this one. And, you know, everybody's pointed out how the NFC South is so poor, and it is. So um, the Saints can probably afford another loss or two and still be right in the hunt. But the, set, the schedule gets so much more difficult from here, and this looks to be the meat of the schedule. So I don't know if I'd put them on. Everything, I think every week's a must win in the NFL, particularly when you uh, have gotten off to the kind of uh, start the Saints have. But until it comes down to whether you're either in or out of the playoffs in victory or defeat, I would never categorize it as a must win. Wise decision there. And let's think about this on a positive note. Next week will be busy to say the least, but a win over the Packers on Sunday night at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and a win over Carolina on Thursday night football one week from today, the Saints would be putting themselves right into first place of that beleaguered NFC South. Yeah, because the uh, the Panthers host the Seahawks, and uh, so that's going to be a difficult game for them. They got absolutely torn up by the Packers a week ago, so... Yeah, they're still going to be in the conversation under those circumstances. Let's hope that's the case. Let's hope so. We'll be looking forward to your call on Sunday night. I hope you have a great weekend, Jim, and we'll look forward to seeing you at the uh, at the Dome on Sunday. All right, Sean, and enjoy that salad bar at the Golden Corral there in Bossier City for me, will you? You ought to see the halibut they have laid out on this buffet here. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Um, You're sure it's halibut? No, I'm not at all, and I'm staying away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying very far away. Um, well, have a great time there. It's a beautiful place, and I know you're enjoying it. Thank you. And the preseason wraps up tonight for the Pelicans. So, uh, as you full well know from football, I'm more than pleased about that fact. Yeah, I tell everybody, uh, 
a preseason game is kind of like landing an airplane. Anyone you can walk away from is a success, and fortunately for you, you'll be walking away from it after tonight. Preseason in every sport is thankless, unless it's baseball and you're in spring training and beautiful sunny climbs of Florida or Arizona. That makes a, a bit of a difference, but preseason's difficult, isn't it? It is. It is. I look forward to Sunday's real football game and next Tuesday's real basketball game. And, uh, Jim, as always, I appreciate your visit on Thursdays. All right, Sean. Be safe, my friend. Thank you. Voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson with us. Stay tuned. Don't you go anywhere. The voice of the Packers will chime in with us. Wayne Larravee in just a moment. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. It's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's, it's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Everything you need to know about the Saints and Pelicans is right here on the Black and Blue Report. Again, thanks to Jim Henderson, the voice of the Saints, for coming on to the Black and Blue Report here on this Thursday. Our visit with the voices continues with a man who, for the better part of the last decade and a half, has entertained Green Bay Packers fans as the voice of the Packers. Wayne Larravee is their voice. And he's one of the best, and Packers fans are certainly happy to have him. Wayne, thanks for coming on, and I uh, hope you're gearing up for a visit to the South this weekend. Yeah, we are. It should be a, an interesting ball game, to say the least. No doubt. I really believe that it all starts with regards to head coaches, quarterbacks, and other storylines that are as intriguing and are as colliding as any other that I've seen, at least in this regular season. Yeah, I think you're right. When you look at the head coaches, they both uh, became head coaches in 2006. I know Sean Payton, for a, a fact, uh, really wanted the Green Bay job. That was He felt that was going to be a great fit for him, that type of thing. And for whatever reason, one thing or another, it just didn't quite work out in that regard. He goes to the Saints and, and wins the Super Bowl. And uh, what a tremendous job he's done down there. Um, you know, Mike McCarthy worked as an assistant coach in New Orleans, uh, knows the territory very well. And uh, you know, it was an offensive coordinator there. That's where he really cut his uh, major coaching uh, uh, chops on that job. So there's a lot of, you know, intrigue involved in this ballgame, not the least of which is the two quarterbacks, both of whom have won Super Bowls. Those two quarterbacks have had a different go of it, though, this season. Aaron Rodgers is playing as good as I think I can remember watching him play. And while Drew Brees' numbers, Wayne, bear out to be what they've been in recent history, his team's at 2-4. and four. Yeah, um, and probably a lot of extenuating circumstances in that two and four for New Orleans. A lot of us had them as one of the top five teams in the NFC easily this year. And, you know, sometimes it's hard when you make those predictions and you have those expectations 
in the preseason, we really don't know what these teams are going to become almost until we get to the month of October. We need a, a month of regular season NFL to figure out who's who in this league. And then, in, in some cases, injuries mount up on certain teams, and, and they're disfigured to the point where they'll never be the team they had hoped to be uh, in, in the regular season. The Saints a little bit different. You know, some transition uh, players on that defense, and, and even on the offense, uh, you're seeing some changeover, and some of the key players, you no know, Darren Sproles, and some of the receivers aren't there. Uh, Jimmy Graham has been banged up lately. So there's a lot involved with that. It's not just Drew Brees. Wayne, the Packers have won four straight. Aaron's been great. Um, they've taken care of the football so well. Why, why has Aaron Rodgers been able to protect the football here during this stretch as good as anybody in the league? Well, you know, he's willing to take the sack occasionally um, rather than throw it up for grabs or try to make a play that's not there. And a lot of quarterbacks aren't like that. Um, but Rodgers feels that uh, possession is nine-tenths of the law. And if you have the football, if you don't turn it over, you got a chance. you got more reps coming up. And he's absolutely right about that. And I think the whole team on the offensive side of the football uh, takes its keynote from that. Um, that, again, the test of turnovers, and that's a big part of what they do. Now, their defense, the difference for the Packers this year as opposed to the previous couple of years, number one, they're healthier. But number two, uh, they're also getting some turnovers defensively, and, and that's made a big difference. They've struggled to get turnovers over the last couple of years. They only had 22 all of last year. Well, no doubt that I guess then if, if we look at it from this uh, perspective, turnovers, and I know this sounds awfully cliche, but turnovers may just decide a ball game that right now is listed as a point-and-a-half differential on Sunday night. Yeah, I think it usually does come down to turnovers in one form or another. Um, but, yeah, I think you're exactly right, and, and that's a big part of the game. Um, you know, Rob Ryan's going to bring his blitz on Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to uh, dream up some exotic blitzes. The, the Ryans do a tremendous job of defense. But, of course, he's going to do that, and it's going to be a major risk. And, and will the blitz get home or not? Or will Rodgers do what he does best? And that is, and for my money, he's the best quarterback in the league against the blitz. So it's going to be really interesting because that's what Rob Ryan does with his defense. Wayne, where does Eddie Lacy play into this game plan? I think he plays a big part. Um, I think the Packers have gone to more of a uh, two-back system at running back. Uh, part of it is because they offer different styles. Um, Eddie is, is just a power runner, whereas uh, James Starks is more of a slasher. And they, they can change things up. Both are very good on third downs in terms of picking up the blitz, and Eddie probably a little better than James in that regard. But, uh, no, Eddie Lacy will have a big – he'll play a big role in this ball game, or at least that's the intent going in. What's the wrinkle, Wayne, that maybe a lot of folks are forgetting, whether it be beat writers, fans, broadcasters, whatever? Is there something that you've dug up in your game prep that provides an interesting story and maybe a deciding factor on Sunday night? Well, I really think it's, it's um, the Packers being able to get the ball game into the secondary of the Saints. I, I really believe that that's where they have to win. Um, and, I, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see what New Orleans does with their secondary pursuant to what they do with their defensive front seven. Will they put those guys out there on the island? Because I think Aaron Rodgers is looking at some uh, matchups in that secondary uh, that can play out very favorable for him. Can you believe the streaks that we're looking at here? I mean, looking at a winning streak for Green Bay, what they've done in the month of October, 
uh, over recent seasons. The primetime streak at home for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you know, the the old something's got to give thing comes into play, doesn't it? And and how much credence do you put into October's past and home field advantage for the Saints when you put this all together on Sunday? Well, you know, I think a lot of this home field advantage stuff involves how good is the team that's at home. And, you know, the Saints have been awfully good in recent years. And even the year where they played with, you know, after the Bounty Gate situation, they played without Sean Payton and a lot of key players. Um, they were still, what, 4-4, four and four, if I'm not mistaken, at home, uh, you know, over the course of that period of time. So, um, but with Sean Payton, they're 19-0. and 0. Uh, They're really tough to beat at home because they're good, and they're made for that surface. Uh, they are quick and fast. Everything in the passing game is done on rhythm and very quick rhythm. Uh, hard to get to Drew Brees. Um, so, you know, there's something to be said for that. I think also the atmosphere down there. Now, the Packers are a team that when they went to the Super Bowl in 2010, they were a, a good dome team. They loved playing indoors because they had all these quick options, a receiver and that type of thing. Aaron Rodgers didn't have to worry about elements or wind or anything like that, and they were really a good dome team. I don't know if they're as good a team now in the dome as they were back then, but I don't think they will shrink from the uh, the challenge whatsoever. So you're exactly right. Something's got to give. But I've noticed in the first two games the Saints have played at home, they kind of struggled with the Minnesota Vikings, and we've seen the Vikings aren't that good. And they kind of struggled with Tampa Bay. Uh, they had to go to overtime to beat Tampa Bay at home. And we know Tampa Bay's not any good at all. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. This is a huge game for the Saints. It's their season. For the Packers, if they go in and, and beat the Saints uh, in the uh, Superdome, then I think that will tell people around the league that the Packers are certainly uh, uh, worth considering at the top of the NFC in terms of uh, con- you know competing for the Super Bowl. Great stuff. What a pleasure to visit with the voice of the Packers today, Wayne Larrabee. Wayne, of course, uh, it's been, what, almost 30 years now since you first came up to the NFL with the Chicago Bears, and between your time with the Bears and the Packers and the NBA with the Bulls and all the other assignments you've had, I I, I would imagine you have a go-to place in New Orleans that you might sneak into on Saturday night. Am I I wrong in that? (laughs) Yeah, I'll be looking for a hurricane to take the edge off on Saturday night. Very good. Great stuff. As always, thanks and safe travels to you and the Packers coming down this weekend. Thank you very much. Great to be with you. Thank you. Wayne Larravee, voice of the Green Bay Packers, here with us on our Thursday visit with the Voices. We'll turn our attention to the Pelicans and the NBA side in just a moment here on the Black and Blue Report. Auctioner Hospital for Children. No matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, Even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Patrick Young, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. 
Black and Blue Report continues from Shreveport where the Pelicans tonight will get set to take on the Dallas Mavericks and will wrap up preseason 2014. And what a month it's been for Patrick Young who probably will get a pretty good run tonight. I would imagine that this would be a good time for you to see significant minutes, right Patrick? Well, I haven't heard too much, but my mindset's just gonna be the same thing. Uh, just whenever I get in, having the same energy, making sure I, I'm doing exactly what the coach is asking me to do. And uh, hopefully everything else will take care of itself. Look back on the month. What stuck out to you so far? Ah, good question. Um, well, we started we started the preseason off with uh, our first like a six day road trip, so that probably stuck out to me the most. Getting to go back home in Jacksonville, seeing my dog, seeing my family. Those were uh, you know, really good moments for me. You mentioned road trips. How are the road trips different uh, at this level as opposed to what you'd seen in the past? Well, in college, obviously you have a roommate, <laughs> and here that uh, you don't have that and you know, now, now that I have a little bit more money, I can order more room service, something I never did in college, uh, as well as, um, I don't know, just, uh, just a lot more free time, just relaxing and not as much uh, team deal, uh, d uh, meals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, But everything's great. I I'm loving it all so far. That's an adjustment, the schedule. I I've seen some guys say, I miss the structure of – you know, that college basketball, we're going to eat three meals a day together, we're going to meet four times a day, we're going to, you know, everything else. And other guys seem to embrace more freedom in their schedule. What about for you? Uh, I like balance. I like being able to, to do a little bit of both. Of course, I like having my own time to myself, but I drive my, I drive myself crazy just being by myself so much. And But I like hanging out with the guys. You know, we go out to dinner every now, every now and then or just hang out in the room. But, uh, you know, it's, it's all a, a privilege just to be here. I remember back in Louisville, you were going to be put in the game. It was during a timeout, and, and Coach Williams kind of looked over and told you to take your warm-ups off that you were going in, and I happened to be sitting right behind you. The look on your face was priceless, um, <laughs> and you told me you were, you know, it was kind of a nervous moment. Uh, has that changed at all? Uh, yeah, it's changed a little bit, but because I never know when my number's still being called, so I, I might seem a little slow getting up. Because I'm like, oh, he, did he call me? Are you sure he called me? I don't want to get up and, and be like, no, I didn't call you, boy. Get, now, get back now, young buck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that first that first moment coming to the game, I was pretty nervous. But I'm getting a lot better with that now. Does the game slow down each day, or does it, is it still a little overwhelming at this point? I say it's slowing down just because you, I'm starting to understand what I'm supposed to be doing better and – you know, what I'm missing out on, missing rotations or blockouts. So it's it's not like I'm out here running with my head cut off anymore. I, I kind of I have one eye open at least now. What's been the best part? Is it playing in the games? Is it your time on the practice floor here at, at the Pelicans facility? Or is it or is it a road trip meal or, or a memory that you've had already? I really just like spending time with these guys, honestly, especially with, with Ryan and Jeff. Uh, those, those guys are – I'm pretty close with them on the team. So just – doing everything that we can together and on the court, off the court, that's that's just meant the most to me. Getting to know you just a little bit, and I mean a little bit so far, but knowing Jeff and Ryan a whole lot more, I'm trying to figure out if there's ever been a serious moment amongst the three of you. It seems like the three of you would, would never have a heavy thought in your mind ever. No, that's not true. I mean, we, we go out to dinner and uh, sometimes, and we actually have like the first 10 minutes are actually like some kind of serious talk, but after that, as you you can tell there's probably nothing else serious for the rest of the, of the time we're together. Ryan's been the guy that's kind of uh, brought in some of the rookie traditions. Is that is that fair to say? Definitely. He's he's gotten me a, a nice, pretty Frozen book bag, which I've been wearing every day so far. Have you seen the movie Frozen? 
Uh, kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. But yet you still have to carry the bag. Still have to carry the bag, yeah. You realize that if you stick around with this group, that you'll carry that bag probably for the majority of the uh, next six months, right? Well, you know, there's no problem with that because uh, that means I made the team, so that's the, that's the goal here. Is that in the back of your mind or is it in the front of your mind right now, making the team? Is it something that weighs on you a little bit? Well, it's out of my control, but, you know, wherever I end up, I know that's exactly where God wants me to be. He didn't bring me here in New Orleans just to leave me. And, uh, you know, hoping for the best, I have faith that things are going to work out. If I'm not here, you know, I, I gave him my best effort. And wherever I end up next, I'm okay with that. One of the broadcasters here with the Pelicans is David Wesley. He's an undrafted guy who ended up having a double-digit year career. And I think that he always seemed to play with that, I don't want to say it's a chip on his shoulder, but kind of that – he, he wore that undrafted label with pride, and I'm curious, is, is, is that something that's motivated you here in your training camp? Yeah, I mean, I just have such a drive to, to show that I deserve and belong, should be here. Um, I, I just want to come out here and every day prove that even though I wasn't drafted, that you know, I, I deserve to be on this team, and, and whatever I can do to prove that, I'm just going to do the best I can. When you think about playing, let's just stay with this game here, this preseason game against the Mavericks. Um, what are some things that you hope that will come into play that you've learned here this month that maybe necessarily you didn't have as a part of your game when it all started? Uh, maybe I can, uh, I don't know, knock down a jump shot here or there. Or I, don't, I can't even tell you. Just all I, all I know I can do is go out there and, and play hard and make hustle plays, dive on the floor and, those are the things that, that coach is going to love that I, I do and grabbing offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, all that. Yeah, maybe not fairly. Maybe I didn't ask the question the right way. Um, let me give you an example. Uh, whether it be a post-up move or a nuance to the NBA game that you have now that you didn't have at the beginning of October, what's something that you've added in that sense? Um, well, my free throws are, are a lot better. To say I'm four for four on the preseason so far and – um, I have a lot, of, a lot more confidence in my game when I get, get to the line as well as when I get the ball in the post. Uh, I, I can understand um, how to use my body and, and my strength to get to where I want to get to and just need to finish the shot and score. Speaking of your body, Coach Williams said that you could go across the parking lot at the practice facility and probably put a helmet on and be just fine. And I think that he's referring to your toughness more than anything else. Um, this is a strange question. Are, you know, are you tough? <laughs> You've been asked that before? No, nah, I've never been asked that. I, my my toughness has never been questioned by anyone. Uh, I just think it's it's all about control and understanding that with my size and strength that I don't think there's anyone that can stop me from getting where I need to or can over overpower me. So I just need to you know keep that controlled, but. You know, you know, make sure I'm bringing that toughness to every single game. Do you think toughness and meanness are confused sometimes? Yes, definitely. Uh, toughness is, is uh, I think, that has to do, deal more with with uh, fighting back and bouncing back and staying locked in on your job and, and not letting anyone ever uh, knock you off that meanness. I, I, I've never even heard that being <laughs> referred to in the game. It's probably not something that, that – uh, should be used in, in a basketball game. That's fair. Hey, uh, there's a, a guy by the name of Pekovic up in Minnesota that might be one of the best screeners I've ever seen at your position. Um, speaking of toughness and size, uh, do you, would you like to have the label of fearsome screener in this league? Oh, uh, yes, definitely. If you can screen well, then that means you're opening up yourself to get the ball from the guards or you're opening up your, 
your teammates very well to, to get their shots off. So, uh, I mean, Pekovic is massive, and his, his head's like the uh, the size of two basketballs. So uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised he can screen well. And, and with that, uh, this kind of goes full circle now. If you were to lay somebody out on a good screen, you don't help them up, right, do you? Oh, never, never, <laughs> never, never. That's that's. It's part of basketball. If it's an accident, then so be it. But if you you make a good basketball play within the confines of the game, and he happens to fall or gets knocked down, then that's part of the game. You don't help a guy up after you do something right. But yet you may you know shake his hand later on though, right? No, no. <laughs> I'm learning probably too much. Aren't I? <laughs> no, you're asking good questions. You're asking good questions. Patrick, it's been a pleasure to see you all month play. I can't wait to see you play here again tonight against the Mavericks. Good luck to you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Patrick Young with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Pelicans Mavericks here in Shreveport later on tonight. More on the Black and Blue Report in just a moment. The New Orleans Pelicans are taking flight, and you don't want to miss any of the action. The Pelicans' five-game flex plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket plans are the only way to guarantee seats to the biggest games, including the matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Five-game packages start as low as $45. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your five-game plan today. Let's get the ball rolling for a thrilling time at the Sanderson Farms Championship PGA Golf Tournament, November 3rd through 9th at the Country Club of Jackson. For lots of first-class golf and fan-pleasing fun, join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship. It'll be quite a ride, unless you're chicken. For ticket information, visit www.sandersonfarmschampionship.com. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Hey, don't forget John DeShazer's with you on NewOrleansSaints.com and your Saints mobile app later today with the New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap. That'll be a recap of the Thursday practice and media session with head coach Sean Payton and the open locker room following practice. That's yours and so is the injury list later today on NewOrleansSaints.com. By the way, the Sunday night game is scheduled to kick off at about 730 on NBC, we're going to have a special hour-long pregame show for you on NewOrleansSaints.com. Live from the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, John and I will host that. We have a number of great guests lined up, and we hope that you'll join us uh, for that and make it a part of your game day Sunday between the Saints and the Packers. On the basketball side, programming note, as they say in the business, no Monty Williams radio show tonight. That's because the Pelicans are in action, as we mentioned earlier in the program. They take on the Dallas Mavericks tonight in Bossier City, and we'll have the broadcast right here from the Shreveport-Bossier uh, uh, area at 7 o'clock on the Pelicans radio network. So we'll look forward to that. It'll be our last look at the Pelicans before the season opener on Tuesday night. By the way, there are still some tickets available for the lid lifter on Tuesday against the Orlando Magic and an even more limited number of tickets available for the Saturday game against the Dallas Mavericks. That's one week from Saturday. That'll be home game number two. Hey, big thanks today, of course, to Patrick Young, but to also our voices joining us today, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, and the voice of the Packers, Wayne Larrabee. Don't forget, you can always follow this show on Twitter, at BlackBlueReport, or you can follow me as well, at Sean Kelly Live. That'll do it for us on this Thursday. We'll be right back with you tomorrow from Studio B in New Orleans with a Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. And until tonight, when I see you all on the radio, Sean Kelly saying so long for just a while.
Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.